0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. What day is it? It is Thursday, yeah. April 30th. It is. It could be any day. Yeah. <laughs> How the hell is April already done? What the hell is going on? Uh, March being 80
1: days and April taking roughly 30 hours to get through is. I- I'm going to need a scientist <laughs> to explain this to me.
0: It is the crazy. Like, I. I it was like two days ago, I was like, wait it's april 27th wait what are you talking about like we're just stuck in groundhog's day matt yeah it's
1: horrible and i'm starting to wondering that like, i'm probably behind on a few bills come to think of it now huh.
0: <laughs> you should All probably right, we'll, we'll get that sorted out later i should check um yeah. yes it is thursday april 30th the year is 2020 i am your host will hunter joined by my esteemed co-host matt sheehan sure Matt, what's going on? I just being esteemed over here, you know, as, as I do, as one does. I was going to say joined by my not interrupted by his wife co-host, because yeah. yesterday, during the show, while editing, I noticed we could hear your wife on a conference call <laughs> in the background. Yeah Sorry of about that anyone. sections of the episode. Um, so we're yeah. hoping to avoid that today. Anyone Matt, that was I- distracted by that? Uh,
1: apologies. That's obviously my fault, so uh, yeah we'll. I try to make it better today. I screamed at Matt only a little bit. That happens. I'm surprised you don't scream at me more, honestly. it's Yeah. I I think that just means, though, it counts more when you actually do. You know, it's one of those things.
0: We've got a lighthearted, I don't want to say amateur, but like fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants sometimes vibe that I like to, you know, we do some solid stuff, some facts, some heavy sports things, but I like to just, you know. We don't want to be too self-serious here. Sometimes I'm going to sneeze in the middle of a show. Sometimes Just to spice it up. <laughs> yeah, sometimes your wife is going to be in the background. It's yeah. just going to happen.
1: Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I might even like weed whack tomorrow night when we record. Who knows? I, I could do, do anything.
0: <laughs> it I would improve your table. audio quality. <laughs> <That's true>. um, <laughs> on today's show, we are going to um, talk about a few things. Michigan State Lanes, another recruit, Matt. Yeah, they sure do. Uh, you know what? This is going to shock you. Another tall one. Yes. <laughs> we're going to talk about the theme here Yeah. Um, a little bit. Yeah, Michigan State lands another recruit. Mel Tucker does a live Q&A on Instagram. There's a couple highlights uh, from that I want to talk about just quickly. Uh, and then we're going to dive right back into the listener questions to take us home. So however long it takes to get through those first two segments, that's what we'll do. And then we'll finish her strong with uh, a bunch of listener questions because we just still have so many. If you want to send them in locked on spartans at gmail.com, you can tweet at us at will underscore underscore hunter one l two underscores at sheehan underscore sports. Reminder to rate review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find locked on spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt, are you ready?
1: I, I guess, yeah. I mean
0: what else I got going on right now? Hell yeah! All yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Michigan State adds another recruit, Cameron Allen, out Cameron of the too tall Allen. Let's Cameron, go, extremely tall Allen, out of the Lone Star State. Um, he's kind of listed as a wide receiver slash tight end. I would bet decent money he ends up as a tight end uh, when it's all said and done. At Michigan State, he is six foot five. Weighs 220 pounds, is out of uh, North Forney, Texas. Is the, um, com- in the composite rankings, 153rd player in Texas, 51st tight end, 1,091 in the country. And this is Michigan State's fourth recruit, Matt. Yeah. Fourth recruit. That is an 83.66 in the ratings. Yep. That is three recruit.
1: Sites uh, ranking their guys. Two of them ranking him at eighty four. One of them ranking him in eighty three. That's
0: yep. that's what that is. So that is the consensus, right there. That's how the she goes. Yep. Um, I will say there is a decent divergence um, in the sites, and I think we've noticed this with a lot of Michigan State recruits. Uh, with Mel Tucker here, mm-hmm. he's two hundred and eighth in Texas according to twenty four seven. The two hundred and eighth best player. On twenty four seven on rivals he's like a hundredth, yeah. So that's right. a that's a large gap there, Matt. Uh, quite large, my God, yes. <laughs> so he's not, uh, I, I, not like I guess what you would consider a blue chipper, but it certainly you know had um, a handful of Power Five offers, had like twenty offers from name a freaking group of five team they offered him all the service mm-hmm. academies Boise State Bowling Green Connecticut. Um, A bunch of D1 FCS schools, Liberty, ULM, uh, New Mexico State, North Texas, San Diego State, Texas State, Tulane, Utah State. You're getting the picture. Yeah, right, right. So um, also really interesting recruiting profile. Here's the teams that scouted him and didn't offer him. Uh, Arkansas, Baylor, Houston, Minnesota, Mississippi State, Nebraska, Northwestern, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Oregon, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, USC, Washington, Wisconsin. Um, yeah. he's done visits to I just in a little bit of research. Like he was on campus at Notre Dame and camped there. Uh, went to Texas Tech a bunch of times. So not sure why there wasn't any offering. Maybe he was just kind of a fringe plan B type for some of the bigger schools and they just never got around to offering them because they landed a plan A guy or felt good about a couple plan A guys. Um, but certainly was drawing some interest, just never came around to offers except for a handful of, you know, power five, Missouri, Arizona, and and Michigan state were the power five. So, um, he's certainly an upside play, I would call him. As the theme with the whole recruiting yeah. classes, really. Yeah, yeah, it, they're really um, – they're going to add some really solid recruits where they're going to beat some teams that you're like, okay, I feel good. We beat – Michigan State beat USC, Oklahoma State, uh, Arizona State, and whatever. Name another kind of good, solid pro- – Nebraska, right, those schools. Beat them for a recruit. Like, they're going to do that. They're going to they're going to win some battles and get some solid players. Yeah. Um, I would I would bet good money on that. You know they'll get some four stars, some really high three stars, some top three hundred type players. They'll get a handful for this class, but I think a lot of it is going to be filled out um, with some solid three stars and then and some upside plays. And I would consider Cameron Allen an upside play. Um, by the time he plays football at Michigan State, he's going to look a lot different, Matt absolutely yeah and you know
1: what that reminded me of is you know who else was exactly 220 pounds six foot five two as they came in michigan state is trenton gillison mm-hmm. and ever mm-hmm. since then i mean obviously the staff has changed even the strength and conditioning has changed gillison has now gone up to 250 um yeah. well okay 249 if you want to be exact <laughs> um but, yeah, that's kind of the the mold that Cameron comes into uh, Spartan Stadium as. Is the same as Trent yeah. Gillison when he was a senior in high school, albeit yep. not as highly ranked. Uh, Gillison was nope. a four star come out of Ohio. But, yes, that is the mold that you have coming in with Allen.
0: And I don't know Gillison's recruiting trajectory or when he got the four star, if he was a mid three star, got a four star big senior year, that stuff sort of happened. So, I don't know that. Um, but you know you can see on Allen's film why he's intriguing, um, and you just say like, all right, there's a lot to work with. And I looked at his junior film and his sophomore film, and <laughs> there's a strange sort of. It seems like he got slower, yeah. Um, because and we need to remember this, and this is not specific to this prospect. Um, he probably went from like six foot six one to six five probably, like, 5'9 to 6'5 over a two-year span, like, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to remember these are 16-year-old kids growing into really huge bodies. Like, I had a friend of mine who was 5'10, five, five, always taller than everyone, and then all of a sudden he was, like, 6'5, and it's they're just gangly, and they're figuring out everything's – their feet are bigger. They have to, like, almost relearn how to coordinate and be an athlete – uh, and that stuff takes time. And like I said, he's gonna weigh 20 to 30 pounds more when he plays at Michigan State than he does now. So I imagine they look at him, say, all right, he can catch. He wins contested, catches. He's good, uh, a good leaper. still, definitely he wins jump balls. Um, and you know catches the ball through contact. We'll add on some strength here. We'll get him into you know that Division one college tight end shape. Uh, And he's going to be someone that we can absolutely work with. But, you know, in terms of just, like, physical traits, he's got whatever you would want. Big, long arms, um, moves well for his size right now, even though he's still probably getting used to his size. Um, So, yeah, certainly a nice upside play uh, to get a kid out of Texas. Uh, Second straight Texas recruit, Matt. Yeah, just a few days after uh, Hampton
1: Faye, who, and I did, well, well, mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. read your write-up. Fantastic write-up, i got to say. Oh, very thanks. Nice. If you haven't read it on SpartansWire.usatoday.com, did I get the email? Or the the, email? Spartan, the, the yeah. web address, right? Yeah.
0: SpartansWire.usatoday.com. Look at that. That's very nice.
1: But, yeah, just, I mean, hey, four days after he commits to get another um, offensive guy out of Texas, okay, sure, that, that's fine. That plays. I, I hear they're pretty dandy at the football down there.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, yeah, like... So, I was watching a little bit of uh, Cameron Allen's highlight tape today. You don't see it like a, t- at least the one I saw, you don't see a ton of blocking plays, but I mean, those aren't as sexy as the 40 yard catch down the field or the slant catch and run an additional 65 yards down the field play. So. But the high school he plays with, they do line him up all over the place. Uh, you see him yeah. lined up anywhere from the tight end position to the wide out to the slot. I mean,
0: that again, H-back. He did some H-back. Yeah. Uh, some Wham stuff as well.
1: Yeah. And uh, North, North yeah. Forney High School, Um, I was looking into them. Like, they were fine last year. I think they were 7-4. Mm-hmm. Or something close to that. So I, I just got the feeling that Cameron Allen is—you got an athlete like that. You're going to put him anywhere on the field. So he is going to come in as a receiving threat, tight end. At least that's the way I see it from either the the film or just what I've read about him as well. Yeah, um,
0: and he, I would, I would classify him as a willing and capable blocker at this point. Um, the few blocking plays he had on there, a couple pancakes, you know, did lay some kids out. Um, and certainly wasn't shying away from it. That always changes it. Not changes, but that's it's always different at the next level when, again, the player you're trying to block is a 6'2, 240 pound linebacker yeah. instead of Johnny, who is worried that he made a fool of himself eating Bosco sticks at lunch.
1: Oh, let's, let's not slander Bosco sticks here. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not.
0: Bosco sticks are incredible. But, but yeah, you, you got know. that
1: guy, and then two years later in college, you got a guy that's going to be a top 20 <laughs> pick in the NFL. Yeah, a little, little bit different. of a difference there, but yeah.
0: But yeah, um, like we said, they certainly have a type—big, long arms, frames to work with—and that stuff uh, can certainly play out if you develop them right. And he's going to have, you know, Ted Gilmore, who by all accounts is an incredible position coach mm-hmm. uh, and did great things with Wisconsin's receivers. Now at tight ends at MSU, so yep. you know, another upside play. Fine with it. We've talked about it. Um, there's going to be some upside plays in this. Uh, class that is now ranked 24th in the country map. Bang. All right. But we still, you know, the average rating is it needs to come up a little bit. I it's going to come up a little bit. Um still think they probably settle in somewhere 30th somewhere in there, you know, top 7 6 in the big 10 would be sure. a nice first start considering the uh the old pandemic thing. We of got Of course. Going on. Yep,
1: you know how it goes. So. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, should be before the end of the week. They're going to add what I think will be their top recruit um, compared to everyone else. I think he's the highest rated um, that they'll be adding. If we're thinking
1: of the same person, yeah, uh, should be the top guy, yes.
0: We are. One of Harlan Barnett's guys. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Let's pause here. We'll come right back, and we'll talk about the uh, Instagram Live. Uh, Some tidbits to take away from that that are worth talking about, and then we'll get to some listener questions. Matt, yesterday... Yeah. We talked about Postmates. We sure did, Will. And you know what we're going to do right now? I, I hope chat about Postmates. Oh, <laughs> We're going to chat about <laughs> oh, Postmates. Oh, yeah, we are, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> Didn't your wife just win, like... Uh, she did. A, I don't know. A credit, I guess, would be the best way yeah, to describe it. Yeah, she won
1: a $50 gift card slash credit uh, nice. to Postmates through uh, her company. Boy, howdy, G willickers uh, Am I fired up to use that?
0: Yes. Yes. That is absolutely awesome. And we've got an even better deal, Matt an even better deal than $50 credit. we got a hundred. And I'll tell you about that in a second. Postmates, in this crazy world we're living in and through the coronavirus pandemic, where we got to watch where we go, restaurants can't have anyone in them. Having someone be able to bring stuff right to your door, non-contact delivery, leave it for you is a huge thing to be able to take advantage of. And that's where Postmates come in. If you're trying to support your local restaurant right now, your favorite spot, and they're doing carry out or they're doing delivery or whatever, look them up on Postmates, put in an order. Postmates will bring that food right to your door. And it's just like, this is the perfect time to use Postmates, right, Matt? Just like supporting a local restaurant. Quite literally,
1: historically, the most (laughs) crucial time to use Postmates, yes. It has
0: literally never been better to use Postmates. uh, Supporting your local neighborhood spots you get the non-contact delivery. What else do you want to ask for? Uh, and it's not just food, Matt. Right? Not just no, burgers yeah. and sushi. Thank God, like allergy season. This next part is, is yeah clutch. Yeah. Yep. You're at home. You're like maybe like uh, I just I'm not feeling going out. You know I've got crazy allergies right now. Postmates, <clears> they're gonna bring you Zyrtec, Allegra, Claritin, whatever you yeah, need. All of it they go the to, They'll go to Walgreens. They'll go to 7-Eleven. The gas station pick you up a bag of chips, some candy, whatever, you know, you want like, all right, I want to get some food here too, but hey, can you stop by and and pick me up a uh, case of Coke or something like that? They'll, They'll go wherever and they'll get stuff for you. All you need to do, download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorite place and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery Oh, free delivery credit. Excuse me, I need to clarify that. $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code on. That's code on for $100, Matt. Hundo. $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Again, iOS, Android, it's in both spots. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, Matt, say something here. Uh, really insightful. Oh,
1: what if I don't have anything insightful as usual? Oh no! Perfect.
0: That's that's enough time for me to get a drink. I didn't want to pause the whole oh, operation. Perfect. I just okay. wanted to keep rolling. Right. I needed a drink. Uh, Mel Tucker did an Instagram live. Sure did.
1: Yeah. Heck yeah. Every him.
0: every time that I can't help it. Every time anything like this happens, I'm just like imagining Mark D'Antonio do it. Yeah. I imagine Mark D'Antonio taking a Peloton class and advertising it like, hey, join me on Peloton. I imagine Mark D'Antonio taking pictures of himself going to Eastside Fish Fry and picking up the uh, in order of wings and fries. I just I, I imagine Mark D'Antonio doing Instagram live. It just cracks me up the staggering difference just between the outward approach of Michigan State's old head coach and their new head coach. And I don't think I don't think Michigan State really knew that much in terms of how Tucker was going to do that. They certainly knew. No, 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 no. You know, when you're hiring, you're like, "All right, coaching stops. What's your plan? Let's talk money. What's the? You know, what are we doing here?" Yeah. I don't know. Like, hey, are you gonna like host Instagram lives or yeah, do well, Twitter be questions during the summer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mel, are you, are you gonna do sneaker Saturdays or anything like that? Yeah.
1: I, um, so I, I'm in a group chat with a few friends from college, yeah. and even one of them said, "Like, okay, is anyone else think that we're going a little bit overboard with overreacting to how cool Tucker is anytime he does anything of relevance <laughs> on social media?" And at first, I was like, "You know what? Yeah, that's a fair point," mm-hmm. but also like. Right, the last few years, like the coaching staff, and again, I have to throw the disclaimer out love Mark Antonio, did great things here. Fantastic coach, thankful for everything he did. With that said, not the jazziest guy on social media or I don't know, media friendly. Uh, or just yeah,
0: inviting, right? Sure, it, just Mark, um, is like his outward persona, and mm-hmm. I'm not, you know. Plenty of people will tell you like, oh, he's actually really funny and like nice and really caring, great person, great heart. And I, I believe all that. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's true. But like football coach Mark D'Antonio outward projection is like cold, stern. And it worked when it worked. Tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And but that's like, it's a great leadership sort of thing to have. Yeah. But it's not exactly engaging.
1: And in the last few years across the board, whether it was him or the rest of the assistant coaches, like uh, online on social media, which we can all agree on millennial or not millennial, it's pretty important uh, with mm-hmm. relations, with brand and everything. The last few years was as bland on social media as it was on the field. So now we get this coach <laughs> who really is all in on all things social media and interacting with fans, getting acclimated with the school, this and that. So, yeah, sure, is it a little overboard to be like, oh, my God, he's doing an Instagram live chat? This is great. I'm one of those people that were fired up. Do you know why? It's because after the last few years, it's like, oh, i just this is such a refreshing change. Yeah. This is great. Oh, man. He wants he wants to answer questions from us? Oh, what a what a gentleman. So, yeah. yeah it's a little, yeah, I guess you could call the reaction overboard. But, A, we got no sports going on. We'll yeah. take anything from anyone <laughs> that, that has anything to do with sports. Sure. And, like B, it, it's a very refreshing flip of the page to a new chapter in MSU football. Mark, thank you for everything you did. I am forever
0: indebted to you. But, Mel... Whew, to start. Way to get acclimated. Love it. And, Love it. And like, and, and like well, I try to always add this caveat, S- still got to win games. That's going to help. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like,
1: it's all gravy right now. We are still yeah. in, the yeah, phase, the in the honeymoon phase and the honeymoon phase goes as long as this quarantine does. I, yeah. Let's be honest about it. Like, football, I don't want to say it. Let's just say this quarantine goes a little longer. The honeymoon phase goes even longer too. Eventually, yeah, winning games. You know what? We're not going to break news here.
0: It helps. It's going to it. help you. <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah. Um, so he he does the Instagram live, and there was a couple of things that I thought were interesting in there. Um, some of it was like, what's your favorite ice cream? And, Coach, we got to get you on a better ice cream than pecan praline. Yeah, um, but it's yeah. each their own. Um, but there was uh, a couple questions that I think a lot of the fan base was like super interested in hearing about. Um, the music was one. And Tucker said when that question is asked, he's like, I've been getting asked this question a lot. Um, So I think he's pretty (laughs) tuned into a lot of Michigan State fans would like a different game day experience in terms of the music. And his uh, answer was just like, it's going to be hype uh, (laughs) was what he said, Um, which I just imagine Mark D'Antonio saying the word hype. Um but I I think the big thing is he wants he said he wants to be involved in that. He wa- they haven't really mapped everything out, but he said I know I'm going to have a role in that with the game day operations. I want to have some input in that. And that's again I think a departure um from previous regimes. I don't, I don't really know, but like I don't know, it's it was kind of random and scattershot the music at times in Spartan Stadium. Oh,
1: I'm almost willing to say that the staff had 0. .0001% of the say <laughs> of the music, and they were fine with that. I don't think that was yeah. an issue. That was probably the, quite literally the very last thing yeah. on their mind. And it probably is with Mel Tucker, but maybe even the last thing on his mind still brings more importance than what well, yeah. it would have been. Well,
0: you, yeah, you can tell he cares about the image of the image. program. Right, of course, yeah. And he wants you to remember going into Spartan Stadium, and part of that is music. Yeah, right. That's is. part of the game. It's not the most important part. The most important part is what happens on the field. Mm-hmm. You can deal with anything if your team is undefeated. Just ask any Miami Hurricane fans from the 90, like, 90s. <laughs> oh like my they, God. The Orange Bowl <laughs> is just a historic crap hole. Yeah. Awful. Right. And they won every game there and everybody loves it. Everybody mm-hmm. loved the hell out of the Orange Bowl, even though it was notoriously terrible. And yeah. people would poop and pee in the stands, but they didn't care because they won every game. So product on the field's the most important game day experience, but music definitely plays into it. And I, I think it's cool that he wants to make sure his game day experience is what they want to present, what they are like. This is Spartan football. The music played at the games is part of that. And I'm sure it'll be a cool contemporary um, hip-hop-influenced thing because that's kind of the vibe that football... EDM in the mix, too? Some EDM, yeah. Ooh, just panned right to me, baby. Let's go. Yeah, get some... some, some classic rock in there maybe some, some old band. I don't know. (laughs) At the end of the
1: day, you still got to appease to your sit between the 20 yard line demographic, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, they, they, got to hear the ACDC, of course, some stones perhaps in the mix. Yes. Yes.
0: Yep. But, um, the music is, is for the players predominantly and the students. And it's a generally a younger crowd, I would say. Um, and football is a sport where you know hip hop influences are obviously in there uh, a lot of the music currently at the stadium is that or any football game that you go to um and so i think that's the kind of vibe i'm expecting um
1: yeah and if and it's I not think him be- in the playlist at least he has a staff large enough and down to earth enough that he will curate it to someone or bounce it bounces to someone who will curate well, the the playlist honestly, he, that that he knows could
0: just he could just throw his game day Spotify playlist. Sure. That's part of like the influence that like, all right, Mel Tucker, what kind of music do you like? And just look at a Spotify playlist. And it, it, there's some variety there, certainly.
1: Only if we um, get booed
0: up at the end of every game. I, I need booed <laughs> up to be
1: this generation's t- type of way. That's
0: Listen, <laughs> my only music request is just like play Nuck If You Buck at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah. Quit being cowards. Just play it <laughs> play at it. some point. Everyone, every yeah. football team ever, just play Nuck If You Buck. And Annie up. Those are my requests. That's not, that's not too much to ask, I think. <laughs> that's not no. all I want. No. Um, the other interesting thing that uh, a lot of people are curious about was uniforms. That's so- okay. So what do you think is a hotter issue
1: amongst things that actually uniforms. don't really matter amongst like MSU online debates? Is it uniforms or is it music? Because both are like 9.9 yes. out of 10 on the contentious scale.
0: Yes. Um, uniforms. I think so, too. I
1: think uniforms has it by a sliver,
0: yes. Yeah. Um, Uniforms are really important to recruiting. Players love new uniforms. Recruits love new uniforms. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it makes a legitimate impact. Oregon got good in part because they had so many cool uniforms. Like That absolutely helps, creates the image of your team, Mm -hmm. makes you seem really cool. Um, and uh, Tucker seemed to acknowledge that he said, you know, I'm always down to try to shake things up, find different looks. Uh, he didn't say anything's in the works. He said he's going to get with the equipment people and see what's going on and figure out if there's, you know, different ways to tweak things and try different things out. But he's someone who is always into that. And I can definitely, Oh, there goes an alarm. I can say with certainty, um, Mark D'Antonio, didn't really care about uniforms.
1: <laughs> no, and again, I mean, that's what made Mark yeah. Antonio work for that stretch there. Like, he was yeah, strictly for through a sure. football guy, didn't care about the flashy stuff, and yada, yada, yada. Teach their own. Every coach has got their own style, yeah. obviously. I mean, how many times have we
0: talked about it? Yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's not good or bad that they might do new uniforms. It's just kind of fun and exciting. It is. And it's something yeah. that yeah, it's something that fans like, players like, recruits like. Um, and it seems like it's good for the program. It's obviously not a necessity. Penn State's doing fine with the same thing every single game. So is Alabama. They're doing fine. I was just going the maybe, what, five to seven programs that never do alternates, and
1: even some of them dabble in the alternates sometimes. I mean, let's just go down the road to Michigan. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Um, they, they're not a program that needs to change uniforms, but even once in a while they'll spruce it up. It goes horrible yeah. almost every time. <laughs> but yeah, like they do it. But schools like Alabama, they don't have to do it. Penn State don't have to do it. Texas don't have to do it because that's a strong brand. Guys, I'm sorry to say, but yeah, we are of the Oklahoma No, not Oklahoma Oklahoma, hey, that's another one that doesn't have to do it. Um we are of the Oregon Oklahoma alternates. They they have actually yeah but yeah they've got the cream keep look, it close the cream enough helmets. to their yeah, originals they, but
0: they we tweak are, it.
1: Of the Oregon Ilk where it is like the new money system. You know, there's old money in college football. There's new money. Yeah, MSU has a great storied past, but there's a long enough gap between the greatness of the 50s. Like Ohio State. Now we are new money.
0: Ohio State does alternates. Georgia does alternates. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's Miami does alternates. There's plenty of, you know, championship winning programs that mess around. Florida State all the time. Florida, like they all kinds of places like it's just cool it's cool to do and the fans love it and so i think there will be some tweaks we'll see this year if they are able to do anything i don't think that black helmet Helmet. is representative of anything but it could doesn't matter don't care (laughs) do it it absolutely could be um we went way too long in this segment oh god did we again yeah Great. yep i just realized what time it was all right let's come back and do a handful of listener questions and get out of here all right, Matt, let's just try to squeeze in a couple I of here. I
1: absolutely love this first question that we have at the top of the list. Now, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to say this name on Twitter. Uh, Iman Sinner or Emin Sinner or it's M, <laughs> it's E-M-A-N Sinner. So I'm so sorry right off the top. Anyway, the question was, <laughs> should MSU petition the Big Ten to make Penn State our main out-of-state rival? Similar to universities, good history. Make both of our last games of the football season mean something. So at the yes. end of the season, yes. across the board, is rivalry yes. week. It yes. absolutely 100% should because yes. right now, MSU, as we know, we've either had Rutgers or Maryland at the end. Yep. Who else has and Rutgers or Maryland at the end? It's stupid. Penn State. So I couldn't, like or anyone could really, just joke about, oh, well, we should pit Rutgers and Maryland against each other because they're the Army of the big 10. But, I mean, there is something to that. And there, yeah. it's kind of a benefit to Rutgers and Maryland, too, because at least one of those teams get to end their season on a win. Listen, yeah. starting in, oh, God, the, the first weekend of October, Rutgers and Maryland, none of their players smile the rest of the season because they're <laughs> just getting their ass kicked day in and day out every single Saturday, seemingly. You you might as well have like one reason to smile for one of these teams at the end, and then pit MSU Penn State back against each other at the last game of the season, like the good old days. I truly feel like this is a no brainer, and it's not even a joke. Like oh, no one likes Rutgers. Man. Like honestly, g- give one of those teams a win at the end of the season. Everyone who who loses in this situation, between it's like the four a
0: relegation teams? battle in 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 soccer. Yeah. It's it's not because there's I, no stakes. I, but it's I, a I wish there were stakes. Yeah. Battle. Oh, I wish every year those two the loser like had to leave the conference. Yeah, go break. to the Mac, hit the bricks. The winner yep. and then the winner of the Mac joins of course. and just oscillate. Um, yeah, it absolutely should be. It's abs- it's stupid that it's not um, th- like uh, this person laid out similar programs, universities, definitely some success. One of the four teams that I mean, until recently, and we'll see. Hopefully, Michigan State can get back there. But say Michigan State in a couple of years is winning nine, ten games again. Like there's four teams in the East that could win it, or four teams that have, or three teams that have ever won the Big Ten East, and we throw Michigan in there because they get a free pass on everything, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you got Michigan, Ohio State. It would make sense to do Penn State, Michigan State. The land grant stuff is um, fantastic greatest rivalry trophy in the history of sports, uh, they should do it. It's stupid that they don't, and every year when the schedule comes out or whenever we realize, like, oh, Michigan State's playing Rutgers last game of the year, I'm going to complain about it not being Penn State.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to jump down a little bit here on this uh, doc of questions. Uh, This one comes from Tony Joe, 621 on Twitter. Uh, If I were to name a future child after an MSU player – Which would I most likely be able to convince my wife is an okay option? I'm going to stick in the football realm here because this question hits close to home. Uh, I have been with my wife for roughly 57 years, it seems like. If we were to have a kid, this has been down the line for quite some time, even before we even thought about kids. I've said if, if I have a boy, I want to name him Kirk. For Kirk Cousins. So good luck with that, because I'm having no traction whatsoever in my end over here, so I'm crossing that one off. So I have some names. You could do, you could keep it basic. Aaron for Aaron Burbridge, Connor, Connor Cook works, Charles, Charles Rogers, if, if that fits you. You can go a little bit more outside, like Kyler, Kyler Ellsworth, if you will. Xavier, Xavier Henderson. Or if you want to go even a little further, depends how far you want to push the envelope here. Fo. For Fofinoti, perhaps I would like a little baby Foe. I think that would play. Or what about really demada Demata. Yes. Well, grand opening, grand closing. So, Tony, if I were you, you always start with the most extreme. You got to start with Demata. and just work your way back. Okay, not that. Okay, how about how about Kyler? No. Okay, you don't like that. Okay, how about Connor? Whatever. So that. Is the advice right now, or if you really want to bring the heat, I think Shalik would be quite the name too for, mm. uh, for a little baby as well. Um, you got a lot of good options, though. Yeah, just go to the Rose Bowl roster, go to the 2015 uh, college football playoff roster, have yourself a spin. Basketball, Lord knows we got plenty of names lined up there for you as well. I gotta say, Cassius, ooh, that's got a nice ring to it. Got a nice ring to it. What was that? Sorry. Irvin? Irvin. Oh, I like me some Irvin. That's nice. A little bit of throwback name. Yeah, cut against the grain. Everyone's going new style names. Pop an Irvin on them. That'd be nice. Irvin. Irvin's a good one. We're just straight magic. And don't don't say
0: it's magic. <laughs> just say, what about Irvin?
1: Mm, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like just
0: straight up magic now. Magic? Name your kid straight magic? Magic. Absolutely. That would be uh, tough. Go with uh, Jim Bowman.
1: Okay, yeah, that, and that's one just name too. One that, that's name. not first and middle Bolman. name, Jim Bowman. <laughs> that's right. Do we got time for one more? Jim Bowman,
0: Staten, whatever your last name is. Yeah, just give it a dabble. Give it a try. Yeah, let's do one more.
1: All right, Matt Cazera on Twitter. I'm assuming I said your last name right there. Simple question. First Crunchy's order post-quarantine. Will, do you have it lined up ready to go? <laughs> you seem Some like a guy <laughs> who just knows a Crunchy's order for, for yourself right off the top. Um
0: just a bucket of beer.
1: Yeah. I, I, everyone, <laughs> it should be state law that everyone gets one bucket of beer uh, that, at their local that okay? establishment. That's fine. Yeah, after this quarantine breaks so, Oh, we've all deserved five buckets of beer after, after this. Yeah, I think one can smooth things over. I personally would like to wash it down with uh, Cajun Tots and uh, their pizza there. I got to say, Crunches is known for their burgers. I, I love their pizza, though. Like, oh, God, big pizza guy and that I,
0: yeah I was just gonna I was gonna say just like get pick a f- favorite burger mm-hmm. and a bucket of beer
1: yeah I mean where where can you go Ron just a yeah. nice normal oh and so you know, I'm just doing
0: I'm gonna I'm I'm scrolling through here breakfast burger we'll go breakfast burger
1: yeah and by burger I, I'm still going with pizza yeah and I need okay. someone doing a horrible rendition of Three Six Mafia, <laughs> slapping my knob uh, in the background <laughs> at karaoke. Need that as well. And a pile so high that I can't even see the person across from me. A pile so high of pull tabs. Uh, that's that's the first order at Crunchies, right there. Bucket of beer, pizza, uh, the, the most drunk person there doing karaoke, and two hundred dollars of pull tabs in front of me. That's 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 the order. That's
0: the post-quarantine order, right there there you go that's easy that is simple That's the business that's it's pretty straightforward yeah god i should go to crunchies i haven't been five six seven years i haven't been to crunchy i haven't been there since i left oh man i'm doing the math yeah i haven't it was been just there five years in ago
1: four years no that's so long that's too long god i love crunchies shoot i miss their commercials i just <laughs> missed i, I miss them <laughs> I miss them. There was no better Thursday night in college because we would uh, leave the state news newspaper, go to Pepino's for $2 cruise Light and $2 Pizza's, and then after that mm-hmm. just go to Crunchy's and just continue to drink all the beer, seeing all the Suns. Oh, God, I miss it so much.
0: All right, that's going to do it for us here. Another episode of Locked on Spartans in the books. We will be back tomorrow on Friday, right? Yeah, my God, Friday. Yeah. Tomorrow's Friday. Maybe we'll have another recruiting thing to talk about. We'll see. I honestly don't know, um, mm. but it might be Friday after we record is when it'll happen. It we'll can see. come
1: literally from right now, this very second that I'm saying this, or Sunday at 10 p.m.
0: Yeah. Let me. I'll. I'll see here. Um, but either way, we're gonna do a bunch of um, a bunch of more listener questions. We have so many, Matt. A ton. A, a, a gaggle, some may say. Yes. <laughs> Uh, a gaggle, if you will. So, yeah, we'll get through those. If there's any other sort of uh, newsy stuff, we'll certainly uh, get to that. But definitely plan on uh, a bunch more quests. You want to pick one and just, like, tease it? Like, hey, we're going to answer this.
1: Ooh, ooh. See, I just uh, shut down the whole thing. So... Oh, you
0: did? Okay. Yeah, um, We will answer Mel Tucker versus Ed Ogeron in an MMA fight. Ooh, I like that one. I like that on one. tomorrow's show. So definitely looking forward to doing that. All right, reminder: rate, review, subscribe. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Check out uh, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board, Matt. Nice, yeah. Yes, we have Chad Ford. In the Lockdown Network, which I don't even know how we landed him. Uh, this network has grown by leaps and bounds since I joined a couple of years ago. It's pretty crazy. I, so. think, I think Chad heard that you were part of it, and then he was like, well, I, I, better, I, I better join. I think so. That's, that's the wave. Catch the wave. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll be back tomorrow. Matt, take us home.
1: Crunchies, I miss you so much. Please come back into my life. I beg you.